It's time for Real Talk with Brian and Dan, the weekly talk radio show dedicated to discussing important real estate topics, plus insight into the local community. With a combined experience of over 50 years as local real estate brokers from the Eastside Real Estate Team at Keller Williams Realty Bellevue. Here's your hosts, Brian Levitt and Dan Edwards. Well, good afternoon and welcome to Real Talk with Brian and Dan. Um, on 1150 KKNW and streaming live on Facebook as well. We hope that it all works. We uh, thank you for joining us today as we try week two of our virtual show. Uh, of course, I am Dan and uh, we've got Brian here on the phone too. Hello there, I'm Brian. And I, so we are streaming on both YouTube and Facebook so you can check it out. If you're listening to us during past episodes, Feel free to um, look, you can listen to us anywhere, uh, Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts. Additionally, uh, we have videos of our broadcasts ready and available for you at the eastsiderealestateteam.com or on our YouTube channel. Um, man, Brian, we got a great show, actually. We, we do. got some really good guests uh, this week and we're excited, but technology is keeping us from getting everybody <laughs> on. And that, that Did we get Susan of, on yet? Um, I think we'll get her on by the time her segment comes up. Good. Um, so I'm, I'm very confident of that. We just got to, I'm kind of balancing a couple of things, but I, I know that our listeners are very patient and understanding and they understand in unprecedented times that sometimes it requires some unprecedented measures, but we'll get them on, we'll get those guests on come hell or high water. Um, <laughs> there you go. We might have to go to, back to old school technology and just get them on the phone. We'll, we'll see what we can do. But our guest today, we've got Susan. Hewenfeld of Accents, etc., who's a local business in Sammamish, and then Alisa, Ryan, how do you pronounce that last name? Chetinsky. Alisa Chetinsky with the, the Sophia Way. way. Mm-hmm. But before we get to our guests, let's start out with some real talk. So a lot of our listeners out there um, are obviously now sheltered in place, right? Right. And so the conversation around real estate we figured we're going to have still have a conversation because um, you know this is stuff that will continue to happen whether it's now, um, whether it's two weeks from now, three weeks from now. But yeah. we thought we'd still share the conversation on what's going on with real estate. So Brian, um, let's talk specifically about the intricacies of either buying or selling a condo. What yeah. makes it different? Well, for one thing, yeah, one question always comes up is what exactly is a condominium? You know, condo is short for condominium. Um, that comes from the law that creates the ability to separate a legal, descri- legal description. Um, typically, when you buy property, if you buy a single family home, you're buying a description of a portion of the face of the earth that in theory extends to the molten core of our, our beautiful planet <laughs> and to the heavens above. But if you look at how condos are often built, there's one on top of the other. So really what a condo is, is a stacked legal description as defined by the laws called the condominium regimes act which is a state law that each state has to allow one legal description to be stacked on top of another so it's a little bit different than buying like a single family home where you have a a lot that you know where your lot lines are a uh, condominium is a definition of a portion of space so a little, little bit different so um as we understand condos right that essentially you can own um, the space between the two walls, right? Right. Um, how, how does that get defined? Normally four walls, but just saying, sorry. Oh, it could be many. (laughs) Well, I think the way you told me is it's the last coat of paint in, right? 
typically they can be defined differently by the uh, documents, you know, the controlling documents for the condo, but typically you own uh, from the last coat of paint in. Last and the, the condo, um, the association owns um, the rest and you own a percentage of that common ownership. Okay. So um, how does a, a homeowner know what they're buying when they buy a, home, a condo like that, especially uh -huh. since you're talking about a, a piece of air? Right. So in the, in the documents that form the condo, the association, um, there's a, typically bylaws and descriptions of exactly, exactly that, exactly what you're buying. And as a buyer, um, um, you are required by state law for the seller to provide what's called a resale certificate. A resale certificate is all the controlling documents for the condo, which includes um, the bylaws, uh, rules and regulations, covenants, um, and uh, typically all the financial records and all the minutes from the, the uh, meetings. So when somebody decides to buy in, what is it that they are, um, what are they looking for? If somebody wants to buy a condo and they're looking at this, I mean, I know these uh, these documents are gigantic, right? They're right, right. millions of pages. What are they? What do they need to know? Well, the first thing that people typically look at is the financial status of the association. You know, you don't want to buy into an association that's that is financially troubled because that means you're buying that problem. So you want to make sure that they have adequate uh, financial reserves, adequate financial stability. Um, and that you can live with the rules and regulations that they're going to impose. One thing I always tell my clients that if you're going to live in a condo, um, go volunteer to be on the, the board of directors. Um, mm. If you are on the board of directors, you're going to have a much higher degree of control of the uh, home that you live in. So, uh, and they always are looking for volunteers. So the, the, the clients I have that do that love where they live. The ones that don't, uh, not as much. Um, so, one um, one thing that has was common at a certain time, and I don't know that it's happened recently, is apartment complexes have transferred their their uh, style to be condos. Right, condo um, conversions. And, I, and when I see when I see that happen, I see that um, sometimes it runs into um, a healthy, a well-run HOA. Right. Um, it, what what do we? How do we advise people in the in the regards to that? Well, again, looking at the HOA, HOA is Homeowners Association, just how well they're run, how well they're managed, what their finances are. And the, the reason you want to review the meeting minutes is to tell you what's going on. Is this a place that you want to be part of? You know, right. what, what are the current discussions? Um, what's, uh, what's the uh, uh, temperament of, the, uh, of your neighbors? And I think the financials, it's just like any household, right? As you look at the financials, do they have enough reserves and right. how well maintained is the, is the complex and all of right. that stuff goes in, uh, in the, in the financials and, um, how often, I'm not sure, Brian, you may or may not know the answer to this, but how often is there a reserve study required for most homes? I think that, that every, um, association was required by the state to do a reserve study. A reserve study is an analysis that there's adequate money in reserve to pay for repairs and maintenance as they're required. An example is, you know, a roof has a limited lifetime and you don't want to get to the place where you have to replace the roof and not have any money to do it. Otherwise, every owner is going to be hit with an assessment to pay for that. So mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to finance that over 30 years than over uh, three months. So awesome. Yeah. Well, Brian, thank you for that conversation. And um, with that, that kind of concludes our time for Real Talk. If you have questions, 
about buying or selling a condo and are interested in finding out more, you can reach Brian and I directly um, at 425-200-4093 or on our website at the eastsiderealestateteam.com. Thanks for listening. Coming up next, you'll be spe we'll be speaking to our lender for our Mortgage Moment segment. After this commercial break, we're going to hear from Peter uh-oh, another fancy... Zevenbergen. Zevenbergen, an experienced lender with Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. So come back after this short break for more Realist Real Talk. Sounds good. Did you know when you pay rent, you're actually paying someone else's mortgage? Are you tired of missing out on owning your own home? Fact. Homeowners on average have 40 times the financial net worth of renters. The Eastside Real Estate Team has been helping many first-time homebuyers find and buy their first home. They specialize in customer service and put you first. They listen first to what you're looking for and then they take the time to make sure their clients understand every aspect of the home buying process. If owning a home has been your dream, the Eastside Real Estate Team can help you. For a free, no-hassle consultation, call 425-200-4093 or find them online at the eastsiderealestateteam.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue. Tired of the same old conversations at networking events that never lead to new clients? BNI is changing the way the world does business by connecting you to strategic relationships that can help you grow your business. BNI is the world's largest networking organization, helping hundreds of thousands of members around the world each year increase revenue through relationship marketing. For information about visiting a BNI chapter near you, go to the BNI Northwest website at BNINW.com. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. Welcome back to the show. You're listening to Real Talk with Brian and Dan. I'm Brian. And I'm Dan. And now it's time for our Mortgage Moment segment. During this segment, we like to get an update from our local mortgage professional. And today joining us is, um, let's see, Peter Zevenbergen from Fairway Independent. Welcome to the show, Peter. Hi, Dan. Nice to be here. Well, hey, Peter, yeah, go ahead, Brian. Well, interest rates, uh, what's been going on? We're seeing a a lot of volatility in the financial market. How's that impacting our interest rates? Volatility would be the name of the game. Uh, interest rates, what we saw about four weeks ago, as this virus issue started hitting the news, if you will, um, we saw financial markets act as they often do, which is money went out of the equities market, the stock market, and into mortgage-backed securities and you know the treasury market. Yeah. Um, and, and, and as a result, we saw the lowest interest rates we've ever seen. Uh, essentially, you know, there's 11 to 12 trillion dollars of mortgages in the U.S. market, and almost everybody was eligible for a refinance in one way or another. And yeah. as a result. Uh, lots of volume came, came into the lender system, uh, both at Fairway locally and nationally and, and national, every lender nationally. And since then, the lenders started adjusting and raising rates. Um, there got to be a point where if you walked into a bank and said, hi, I'm, I'm here for a, a refinance, they would say, we're, we're not taking uh, right. refinances today. Um, and so that was kind of the initial, like, okay, we're going to pause just due to volume. There wasn't enough 
manpower to get the, the demand serviced. Since that time, as this virus has developed more, we've seen other cracks forming in the, the uh, mortgage market or, or bigger markets in general. And this is where you've seen the Fed stepping in. When the Fed steps in and lowers rates like they have, and then this last um, on this last Sunday, when they came out and said, we're doing unlimited quantitative easing, what this really signaling is there's a liquidity issue. And we're, we're seeing that within the marketplace. And so we're seeing different lender partners that we would sell loans to uh, that we don't know if they're going to be here in the next few months. And so that, that causes oh, wow. some real unrest. No kidding. So, so then when you look at um, the volatility and all of that, um, is it a supply issue at this point? Is that the deal? Is that why rates are, have gone up where they're at? It, it's, it's, there's a number of things. It's it's with this coming, what we expect is there's going to be a economic slowdown. So there's going to be people not making payments on their mortgage. That has a cost. So new lenders want a premium going in if they're going to buy a loan. Uh, you know that mortgage-backed security. They they want to know they want a higher premium right now, just given the uncertainty. But there's an old saying: you can't fight the Fed, and the Fed is is actively looking at lower interest rates. And so I expect in time, we're going to see that. So I think the, the next question is, what do we do now right. um, going forward? And, and so uh, we've seen the, you know, if, if you've been pre-approved, I know there's some issues. I'm sure you guys will talk about them today uh, with respect to what's happening where homes aren't being shown uh, right now or it's being massively limited. But anyone that has a pre-approval should be speaking to their lender and reviewing that pre-approval. Make sure that they still qualify with whatever the rate of the day is. Make sure their program still exists. Uh, some of those uh, jumbo loan programs are kind of niche programs. Those have gone away. Um, they will come back. We expect this is temporary. On the refi side, I have clients applying for refinances. Our, our goal is to get their file started. We're not locking in a rate yet. We're doing what's called floating. Um, but I do expect in the next two quarters, you're going to see those historic rates again. And by having your file teed up and ready to go, you can make sure to get uh, a bite of that apple. Yeah, I mean, Brian and I, we both know, uh, according to the, the shutdown order in Washington State, we are no longer allowed to go in other people's homes for previewing as of midnight tonight. So we've listed a home and we're kind of putting it in uh, coming soon mode. So yeah. essentially people can do the virtual walkthroughs. They can do all of that stuff. And quite honestly, if they want to make an offer, people are welcome to make an offer. It's, it's going to be a great house. But um, as far as our ability, I think you said it right on, uh, hit it on the, on, on the head, you know, Peter is get, be prepared because buyers are going to want to buy and, and you want to be out there and be ready. I think that's the best yep. advice. All right. Well, Peter, thanks for coming on the show. How can our listeners get a hold of uh, a hold of you? Well, in this uh, stay at home phase we're in, <laughs> the best way to get a hold of me is uh, on my cell phone. That's 425-765-5429. Peter, right. thank well, you. Thanks for coming on the show, Peter. You guys have a good day. Thank you. All right. Next up after the break, we are welcoming Alyssa Chatsinski with Sophia, the Sophia Way, who will be sharing with us about helping the homeless during this COVID crisis. So come on back right after this short commercial break. 
Not sure if now is the right time to sell? Worried you missed the market? The Eastside Real Estate Team specializes in helping homeowners maximize their equity when selling. With our proven premier listing service, our clients have sold their homes for more money in less time than the competition. We know you have many choices when working with a real estate agent, but with the Eastside Real Estate Team, you get a team of highly qualified, experienced agents. From staging to deciding if your property is market ready for top dollar. If you're considering selling, call the Eastside Real Estate Team at 425-200-4093 or check out our website at theeastsiderealestateteam.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue. Do you ever get asked, so how did you get into your line of work? Probably a million times, right? But do you answer it so that people are really listening or do you meander around and lose their attention? Or do you get overwhelmed by any type of public speaking and avoid it at all costs? At Story Fruition, we teach business professionals, executives, entrepreneurs, and founders how to tell their stories really well. Story Fruition workshops and one-on-one coaching services guides you to discover those key moments when you realize, hey, I'm good at this. I need to keep going in this direction. Story Fruition teaches you how to craft your business story so that listeners are leaning into your words because you're so captivating. Storytelling skills will transform your life both professionally and personally. It's a new year and decade. Invest in yourself. Tell your stories and make them more compelling and sign up for a Story Fruition Storytelling Workshop. Gain more customers, strengthen relationships, and magnetize the success you seek with improved communication and public speaking finesse. Contact Melissa Reeves at Story Fruition at 425-448-2772 or find us on Facebook at Story Fruition. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back. You're listening to Real Talk with Brian and Dan on 1150 KKNW. I'm Brian. And I'm Dan. And our first guest today is Susan Huenfeld of Accents, etc. Are you on the line, Susan? I am. Yay! Technology. <laughs> <laughs> It's all good. It's, it's all great good. when it works. Yeah, it, I, and I'm sorry it stressed you out. I know we were like sitting here banging away for 15 minutes beforehand. Um, so let me let me do the introduction now that we know you're on the line. So okay. af- after being a, a stay-home mom and community volunteer, Susan bought the company Access Etc. that is a 10-year-old gift basket business. 19, oh, excuse me. At that time, it was 10 years old. So that was 19 years ago. So Susan is a fifth generation small business owner and has lived on the east side most of her life. Welcome to the show, Susan. Thank you so much. Well, I got to tell you, I reached out to my friends on Facebook in Sammamish and I I said, hey, I want to just really highlight some local businesses here in Sammamish, which is my hometown. And Susan, you were like quick to respond. And what you responded with really um, surprised me. I didn't, I wasn't thinking as in um with as much ingenuity as you were. Um, so l- before we get into your business, we got to get some fundamentals out of the way. We always like to share with our, uh, ask our guests, kind of share a memory of the home you grew up in. So can you share a fond memory? 
Sure. Well, I, we, I, I have so many fond memories of, of my home here on the east side. And I think the biggest one is we spent so much time outside, you know, climbing trees, playing in the woods in our yard. And, you know, I just, I, I just had so much fun doing that. Where, where was that? Uh, so it, well, it was actually in Medina. In Medina? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, nice. Yeah. Susan, what does your business do? So typically we create gift baskets and flower arrangements. Primarily it's for corporate clients, but also for individuals. And we source locally made food and gifts, mostly small family-owned businesses. And customers can create gifts or select something from our website. But um, And most of what we've actually always done is deliver them or ship them or people call ahead and pick up their order. So um, we, we kind of have the perfect business model for what we've had to do in the current time. And yeah. um, we have a wide range of clients from large corporations to realtors, small businesses, uh, things like that. So in the past couple of weeks, things have changed. How has your business changed? They have. So there were two days when we only had one order each day. It was just downright depressing. And we didn't even have as many cold calls or robocalls as usual. And (laughs) at the same time, we were getting emails from vendors, and I could just sense their desperation that they weren't receiving their typical order volume. Mm. And then I turned on the news and 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 looking on social media and seeing that restaurants were closing. Um, because they were just afraid of what was going on. And then I saw Canlis becoming so creative and coming up with a way that they could feed people and keep their employees. And so I knew that I had to come up with that level of creativity to figure out a way to help. And so, you know, I I figured there's no way to, no no real reason to reinvent the wheel if you don't need to. So I just kind of figured out a couple of tweaks that would, you know, pretty much use what we already do and then um, make make it adapted to the, the current situation. So what are those tweaks? What what have you changed? So so really what we decided to do instead of doing, you know, gift cellophane, the big bow and everything, we basically are just using grocery bags and just putting yeah. together curated assortments of food. So like we have Snoqualmie Falls pancake mix, Fisher scone mix that you just add water to. And then with a fruit topping and jam and, you know, simple soup mixes, things that people, you know, might already have in their pantry or, you know, would like to once they've tried them so that they can make meals at home, spend some um, time with their family making fun meals uh, and that are easy to do. And then what we thought was that people were going to buy them for themselves. And what we've discovered so far is that a lot of, a lot of people are buying them as gifts. And we're also, we've been inundated with um, corporate clients ordering stay-at-home or work-from-home care packages. Mm. Um, that really hit a big chord with people. Just, yeah, you know, everybody's so hunkered down. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so I used to be a preschool and kindergarten teacher. So one of the things that I'm doing is I created like an activity sheet of things that, you know, aren't really screen related that you can do at home. So, you know, um, uh, like uh, having a scavenger hunt or, you know, doing a dance party, uh, you know, and then just coming up, making bubble art with um, soapy water that has food coloring in it. So try to come up with ways that people can really, you know, spend some quality time at home and, so, and not Susan, get so stressed out by what's going on. So Susan, when somebody orders uh, something from you, you're including those kind of ideas in the package. 
Right. So we have a page that's in each one of those. And then if people do reorder, then we would, um, you know, put a a, a different sheet in there so that they would have um, some ideas of fun things to do. So exactly. So we have that in there. And then we're also, um, yeah, so it's, and people can customize it. So they can look on our website, pick an existing gift, or they can call up and just completely customize what they want. So we've had that already where somebody says, oh, I really like that idea, but the person has type 2 diabetes. What what can we do? And and so we can completely customize it. So can, do you mind sharing with me a little bit more about your vendors? Are these, um, what are the vendors? Where are they located? Right. So, you know, Franz Chocolate, Beecher's Cheese, La Panzanella, Partners, Sucker Cherry, Market Spice. Cafe Apostinado, Snoqualmie Falls Pancake Mix, Maury Island Farm, Makes the Jam, Snow, uh, Alaska Smokehouse in Woodenville, Cougar Mountain Cookies, Pacific Dessert Company, Yukon Jackson Turtles, Fisher Stone Mix. I mean, it's a lot of names that a lot of Northwest yeah, wow. people would recognize. These are local companies, you know, right? Bob, exactly. Right. Everything is basically Washington State, and then we have some Oregon, like Bob's Oatmeal, you know, but most of them are, most of them are Washington and some are Oregon, and a lot of just really small businesses. And so, um, nice. you know, we need to keep them going too. So that so, was right. kind of one of the hard things was uh, during the fourth quarter in 2019, we had two pretty significant vendors, Seattle Popcorn Company being one of them, that just closed with no oh, wow. notice. And, huh. you know, just we were totally left hanging because we put that in almost every gift basket. And so we already had to pivot this year at the beginning of the year and just start creating baskets with with, um, other products, you know, to replace the ones that were lost by those businesses closing. And so we really want to make sure that all of our uh, suppliers and vendors and manufacturers continue to stay in business because it's a pretty huge thing for for all of us to have all these products that are made locally. That's awesome. So, I mean, in addition to to you know providing that kind of service what are some of the other things you're doing to give back so we we already have um, been uh, uh we've already been contributing to sophia place and congregations for the homeless for a long time and um uh, every month our bible study donates food to the sophia way and so we're can we dropped off a couple bags of groceries for them just earlier in the week and then i'm going to continue to do that and as well i always want to have a um, uh, component that's giving back to everything I do. And so we're donating 50% of all the sales that are occurring during this time period to um, Issaquah Food Bank and then HopeLink. We're just going to split that 15% to both of them because they can't take actual food donations right now. They can only take money or you can there's a way you can go on their websites and be able to order stuff and have it have it delivered to them like through Amazon or hmm. Safeway. But th- but they're only taking basically money or direct from uh, other you know, main vendors. Right. Yeah. So we just thought this was you know a way to, to we've been a table sponsor at Hope Link for their reaching out luncheon for gosh I've lost track of how many years it's more than fifteen. Hmm. So um, you know it, it's a real. To me, it's a, it, there's a huge need out there always, but this just takes it to a level that's just unprecedented. 
Well, and I think I think that one of the things that you just mentioned there that that I hope our listeners understand is that there are a lot of charities out there um, that are that typically the money that they make is from their gala or their events, and some I know a couple others um, had events that um, were uh, planned that had to be canceled. So. Um, definitely finding ways to support the charities. They're going to probably be the ones that are hardest hit. Um, right. So that's awesome, Susan, that you're doing that. Oh, thanks. Well, you know, I, I, I can only imagine what it would feel like to not have food and to be seeing all, everybody else in a panic, just hoarding stuff and not even having the money to do that. I mean, that yeah. just breaks my heart. Yes. Uh, that there are people going through that. And if you already are food insecure to then have, you know, this, this current situation happening, I, I mean, I, I seriously cannot imagine how stressful that would be for a family. I, it just blows my mind. Right. So I'm, I'm glad to be able to do at least something to help. Yeah. Susan, what are some of the other options people can order? So really, our entire website right now is is up the whole store, basically. We have, to- we have lots of um, stuffed animals for kids. We have different like craft type activities, uh, like um, you know, paint your own porcelain tea set, or like little little where you can make wooden cars and paint them. Different games, hmm. cards, uh, coloring books. Do you, you know, have uh, uh, toilet paper? Uh, we only have a few <laughs> rules because we actually do have, we do have a corporate client who has us do move-in kits for people. Oh, that's when funny. They move in. You're serious? So that's great. I know, but we only have like a half a dozen rolls left of yeah. those. Well, my <laughs> guess like, is you get a half a dozen orders right there. I know. So. I was like, oh, man, too bad we had didn't have a huge shipment of toilet paper before this. But, you know, we had one, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> yeah, we had one client uh, at the holidays who accidentally, instead of sending us like a small case of hand sanitizer for a custom gift, I, um, the delivery service tried to drop off an entire pallet. Oh, Which now in retrospect, I'm like, oh, we yeah. should have used that. That's great. <laughs> I love it. You know, so, yeah, Susan, how can, yeah. how can somebody pick up right now? How does this work? Great. So right now we're, we're doing a completely no contact pickup and delivery. So we have set up a table outside right in our parking lot. There's a sign posted there with our cell phone number. Hopefully people have already either called us or ordered online or emailed us. And if you order online in the order notes box, you can specify what date and time, you know, approximate time you want to pick it up. And then our cell phone numbers out there, you can text us to let us know we're there. We'll bring it out, set it on the table, step back, and then you can go pick it up Hmm. so that that way it's just really safe. I, you know, I'm concerned about people still going into supermarkets and interface, you know, big groups of people going into shops and you're, you know, you, you still could you know, interface with someone with it. So, right. you know, we've been, we've hunkered down seriously since January when I first had a friend post on Facebook that she lived in the neighborhood with the first person who, who came down with coronavirus oh, wow. here in Seattle. So we have been so hunkered down since January 20th. And <laughs> so I am pretty, pretty certain that, that we have not been exposed to it. Um, but yeah. but we're still trying to just keep that social distance. We're quarant- any products that we have that come in um, that are being delivered. We're quarantining them so that we make sure that that if there is any of the virus on any of the, anything that comes in, that it dies out before we touch it. And yeah. so we're 
we're just being really overly cautious because we're just trying to keep everybody, including ourselves, protected. Right, you know, because right. really the health and safety of all of us is number one. Totally. So, Susan, so, last question. Sure. Um, how do our listeners, uh, those watching this uh, live stream, how do they get, um, how do they order and how do they get in touch with you? Sure. So, best way to reach us is our um, phone number, which is 425 883 0189. And our web address is com, And then our email is gift, G I F T S, at acceptc.com. Susan, thanks. We will have that posted along with uh, th this video so um, people can quickly and easily place their order. So what's, what I think is really neat about this is A, it's supporting a local company, B, that supports the local Washington company, and C, it's done in a way where maybe you can change up and have a little bit of a different dinner this tonight or tomorrow, and you can send this to your family. So Susan, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, you, you're welcome. Thank you. Have a great day. Okay. So after the break, we're going to be welcoming Elisa with the Sophia Way, who will be sharing with us how to help the homeless during the COVID outbreak. Join us after this short commercial break. Did you know when you pay rent, you're actually paying someone else's mortgage? Are you tired of missing out on owning your own home? Fact, homeowners on average have 40 times the financial net worth of renters. The Eastside Real Estate Team has been helping many first-time homebuyers find and buy their first home. They specialize in customer service and put you first. They listen first to what you're looking for and then they take the time to make sure their clients understand every aspect of the home buying process. If owning a home has been your dream, the Eastside Real Estate Team can help you. For a free, no-hassle consultation, call 425-200-4093 or find them online at the Eastside Real Estate Team.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue. Are you or someone you know considering relocating and downsizing in the process? Is the prospect of sorting through a lifetime's worth of belongings just too overwhelming to contemplate? Michelle Green with Caring Transitions has helped families just like yours get through the process with as little stress as possible. Caring Transitions has been helping people downsize and relocate all over the country for almost 10 years. Call Michelle Green with Caring Transitions of Issaquah and Bellevue to start learning more about the help that's available to you for downsizing and relocating at 425-505-0968. There's no cost or obligation to start getting more information on how to make your move easy on you. Just call them again at 425-505-0968. They look forward to speaking with you. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Real Talk with Brian and Dan on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm Brian. And I'm Dan. Our next guest is Elisa Chitinsky with the Sophia Way. Elisa moved to the Seattle area about one year ago to serve as interim executive director of the Sophia Way. With 30 years experience helping nonprofits, she brings her leadership and skills to help the Sophia Way reach its next stage of growth. After falling in love with the organization's mission 
and the Pacific Northwest, she decided to become the permanent executive director, bringing her passion to help those less fortunate. The Sophia Way is a private, not-for-profit organization that serves more than 1,100 women annually who are experiencing homelessness. Even with decades of nonprofit leadership, nothing prepared her for dealing with COVID-19 that struck our community this past month. Welcome to the show, Elisa. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. So we like to ask each guest as we get started here to share a fond memory of the home you grew up in. Well, I'm going to share something. I grew up in Minnesota and I had a beautiful house up on a, up on a hill. And I absolutely loved it. It had a little flagstone front. And I remember playing in the backyard, playing tag and, every, and everything else that a child did. Years later, I bought my first house in Prescott, Arizona. Mm. And about eight years later, I went back to Minnesota and I realized when I pulled up to the house, I bought the exact same house. No way. <laughs> it looked like the, it had the same flagstone front. It had, I mean, it was like, it was a knockoff. It had the same flagstone fireplace in it. Absolutely everything. Oh, about funny. So who knows, you know, it's like you've got something in your subconscious. I well, think. actually, it's interesting. I watched a uh, um, documentary that they were... Um, examining beauty, what what uh, do we you know see as beautiful? And one of the dominant characteristics was familiarity. And so there it was. That was you know beauty in the eye of the beholder. There you go. And I had the funny thing was is I had no idea until years later when I went back to Minnesota and I went to look in front of my old house and I went, oh my gosh, I just bought the I bought the same <laughs> bought the same house. <laughs> That's great. So tell us about the Sophia Way. Well, the Sophia Way has been around since about 2008. It all started when a woman um, came, a woman that had attended a local church, walked in one evening when the women were gathering and said, I don't have a place to sleep. And the other women in the church were stunned that, first of all, that this woman was homeless. She'd been coming to church regularly um, and they all knew her. And secondly, they realized that there was no place for women on the east side. Hmm. So it really started as a grassroots or, uh, organization. It started off with, uh, with one church and then another one got involved and then a synagogue and then a mosque. And, and it really started as that community of faith reaching out. And in 2012, we became a nonprofit organization, an official 501c3, and have continued to grow. And our programs have grown substantially over time. Um, we now have... Well, we serve about 1,200 women annually this past wow. year, unfortunately. I would love to see. Mm, fortunately yeah. and unfortunately. Right. Fortunately, we, ha we have a place for them. Unfortunately, there's 1,200 individuals right. experiencing homelessness, women experiencing homelessness on our east side. So uh, what's, tell us about the women you serve. What's, what's going on? It's interesting enough, the one thing that, that really shocks me and I'm going to share with you is that what we're experiencing, not only here in Seattle, but around the country is called what, we, what we're calling the silver tsunami. And that is about 30% oh. of the women, the women that we're serving and people that we're serving around the country are homeless for the first time over the age of 55. Oh my gosh. Wow. And I swear, and when I share that with people, I said, it could be me. Yeah, it could be your mother, it could be your grandmother. I mean, when we stop and take a deep breath and you look back and you go, Oh my gosh, you know, there but the you know, anyway, so, yeah. um, that, yeah, there but the grace of God go I. So, you right. really realize that 
people are stuck between a rock and a hard place. Substantially, when we see these older women, um, they have typically, they've had savings in their life. They have, a, they have social security income. And what happens is as the rents rise, they continue to pay more and more rent or they have more and more expenses or medical expenses. And then they, they eventually, their life savings dwindles down. Yeah. And they're wow. left with an average social security payment of $735 a month. Oh, tough to live on that. Yeah, it's tough to even buy groceries on that. Yeah. So this is what happens. Um, we have, uh, unfortunately, disproportionately, we have uh, more women of color. We have about 48% of the women that we serve are of, are, are of color, which is a sad, sad thing. Um, if, as far as the racial inequity goes in our community, we have about 38% uh, of them are either emotionally or physically disabled in some way. <laughs> so there's a lot of issues that, that are that, that are women are. But I'll tell you, the one thing that I find about them is that they're resilient, they're tough, <laughs> and, they're, and they're good, good, good people that just have fallen upon hard times. And wow. I just say to people, it's like... It, really could be any of us 70 percent of americans and i think it's going to even change even worse are one paycheck away from homelessness so what are those myths around homelessness right now well, i think i think i kind of shared a little bit about that is that people think that yeah. sometimes that they're drug that everybody's a drug addict or everybody's an alcoholic or or they just they don't want to work um, and that's just not true a number of the women that live in our shelter actually do go to work every day hmm. um Unfortunately, you know, as the East Side is a very expensive place, we have, um, you know, it's, I think, I think the media, the, the median income or the regular, the income to survive over on the East Side is about $100,000 a year. Oh, yeah. 92% of the women that we serve earn less than $40,000 a year, have an income hmm. of less than $40,000 a year. Wow. How do you get out of that? Right. So I think it's understanding what has happened to people, how they become homeless. Sometimes it's domestic violence. Um, sometimes it's past trauma from, you know, abuse as a child, a number, a number of things. Yeah. But it's not just that they're, ad A, they're not lazy. Right. B, they're not all drunks and drug addicts. So those are the myths. Yeah. How were you funded? Fortunately, we have about 41% of our funding comes from King County and the East Side Cities. Okay. And we are truly, truly grateful for that. The rest of it comes from our community. And that's the other part where we are constantly reaching out. Individuals make up the huge piece of that, as well as the community of faith and corporations and foundations. Okay. So how have things changed uh, with the current uh, COVID-19 crisis? You know, when you put 50 women in a small space, and then you tell them that you need to provide six feet. Social distancing. Oh, oh my gosh. Right. Social distancing, it's quite difficult. Um, we, our, our day center is located on Northeast Bellevue Way in Bellevue. And um, I don't know the number, the square footage, but it's not large. Yeah. So when you're putting 50 women in there that are getting their breakfast and lunch, they're doing their laundry, they're taking their showers. Um, you know, they're, they're checking their emails, they're charging their cell phones, all the things that you and I kind of take for granted. Um, when they're doing that and there's 50 women in that room, it, things get tight and things get tense. So, and I think, yeah. I think, you know, we're, 
I think the anxiety level of everyone is extremely high right now. Hmm. When you couple that, you know, with, with close quarters, you know, yeah, we're stuck in our homes, so but we're stuck in typically, you know, bigger homes with a few right. people. So I think I think things are getting tough there. Um, we do have women that are coming in that 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 we do see that may be sick um, yeah. because of testing. We're not, you know, because testing isn't fully available in our community. Um, they are not getting tested, and um, some of the women, you know, again, especially the ones with some mental health issues, don't want to leave. They have found that the Sophia that that the Sophia way is safe. They know it. Yeah. It's safe. And if we were to say to them. We want you to isolate and go into quarantine at a strange place. Yeah, it's going to be really tough for them. Yeah. So, Alisa, can I can I get a few more specifics? So, you have a day facility. Where are these uh, gals spending the evening? Actually, we had been for for years now. Our emergency shelter has moved from church to church, synagogue to synagogue, mosque to mosque, um, typically at three month intervals. Because of the because of, the, of COVID, we were at Temple B'nai Torah over in the Crossroads area. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, wonderful synagogue. And um, since COVID broke out, we asked the current location where we have our day center and our extended day shelter if we could move our emergency women there because it's so hard to staff and coordinate uh, all of our meals, you know, everybody coming and going. The other most important part of that is for we typically our day center closed typically at three o'clock in the afternoon right. and our emergency shelter didn't open until 830 at night. Hmm. So there's five and a half hours that our women are typically on the street. Hmm. Unfortunately, uh, you know, again, everything's closed now. Our libraries are closed. Our coffee shops are closed. Oh, wow. Our, our transit centers are closed. Where does someone go? So we realized, right. realized we had to go 24-7 in order to keep the women safe. So that's so right what you now, everything is, is co-located at our shelter on Bellevue Way. The good wow. news is in the future, within the next six months, we will be moving into a permanent shelter that will be our day center and emergency shelter over in Kirkland. Great. So how has the community responded to, uh, um, to this in light of COVID-19? Unbelievably, unbelievably. You know, we receive about one third of our entire budget is is given through in-kind donations. Last year, we served 25, over 25,000 meals that were wow. donated by our community. And we're, I'm not talking about, you know, restaurants or anything like that. I'm talking about mom and pops. I'm talking about service clubs. Um, we have some junior high kids, some, you know, church late, you know, church ladies, all different types of groups coming in and donating those meals. Well, with COVID, A, prior to this, they could come out, but a lot of people were scared to, and a lot of our, and a lot of our donors are older. And now they really can't come out. So what we did is we started a campaign just over, just over a week ago saying, folks, we're gonna have to need, we're gonna need to buy food. We're gonna yeah. be and there's a lot more expenses. We figure out our expenses are an additional about $20,000 a week. Wow. 24-7 with extra staff, with overtime, purchasing food, additional utilities, and everything else that goes into this. So that's a huge chunk of change. No kidding. But, but, but the community has responded with open hearts and open arms, helping any way that they can. Um, you know, we've been reaching out to restaurants saying, 
you know, could you donate? Could you, you know, could you give us some food? You know, could, could we buy some food from you? You know, and some of them yeah. say, well, this would typically cost you, you know, 2000 or $3,000 a day. But sure, you know, if you pay for the cost of our food, which would probably be a thousand, we'll give you the food for as, as much food as you need, you know. Wow. For days and days. So how, uh, how can our listeners help? They can give. <laughs> That's really okay. the most important thing at this point because. Um, we do have an Amazon wish list, of course, because we need gloves, we need masks, we need, um, the women need a lot of things, you know, sports bras and leggings yeah. and socks and, you know, all the, all the things that all of us take for granted. Um, right. Hygiene products, those things, um, hands, you know, sanitizer, disinfecting products, all those things are sorely needed. Most people can't just bring them. So what okay. we're saying is if you can, please order them. Um, or, our listeners uh, reach you or send us a gift they can go onto our website which is sophia way s-o-p-h-i-a-w-a-y.org and they can click on the emergency fund and make a gift there or they can go onto our wish list and look find our wish list and pick up whatever they need yeah i saw the uh, amazon wish list it was actually right there in front and it's quick and easy add a couple of things send it over um, that sounds like the greatest need. So last, last bit of question is if somebody wanted to actually help in any other way, um, would they get in touch with you, Elisa? I would have them just reach out to info at sophiaway.org. Perfect. And we, I have a great, we have an amazing staff. We have an amazing staff. So I'm going to say we have a, a volunteer coordinator. We've got people in communications and everybody is pulling extra shifts and everything that they need to do to make sure that our women are taken care of, our staff remain healthy and our donors are well cared for. I mean, I, I reached out to you yesterday afternoon and we had you on the show today. It was really great. Uh, Z got me in contact with you directly and that was quick and easy and fantastic. I'm so glad that we're able to spotlight you on our show. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. Remember that all the segments of our show are available to watch on our YouTube channel. If you're interested in learning more about any of our guests, please subscribe. Join us after the break for some final thoughts and something fun to do. Not sure if now is the right time to sell? Worried you missed the market? The East Side Real Estate Team specializes in helping homeowners maximize their equity when selling. With our proven premier listing service, our clients have sold their homes for more money in less time than the competition. We know you have many choices when working with a real estate agent, but with the Eastside Real Estate Team, you get a team of highly qualified, experienced agents. From staging to deciding if your property is market ready for top dollar. If you're considering selling, Call the Eastside Real Estate Team at 425-200-4093 or check out our website at theeastsiderealestateteam.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue. So are you thinking of retiring but are unsure of what to do with yourself or how to spend your time? Lisa Downs with New Aspect Coaching coaches individuals and couples like you to make this career transition successful so you have a concrete plan for how you thrive during the next phase of your life. Lisa is a certified coach with the International Coach Federation and has been coaching and developing professionals since 2003. 
To learn more, you can call Lisa Downs at New Aspect Coaching at 425-216-3015 or visit our website at yournewaspect.com. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. Welcome back to Real Talk on 1150 KKNW. I am Dan. I'm Brian. So let's get right back to our final thoughts of the day. Brian, what do you got? Got the reinvention of the real estate industry as we know it uh, today. You know, uh, with the governor's order, um, we have been declared non-essential, Dan. Well, I think I think the marketing of us is, yeah. of, of homes and stuff is not essential because yeah. we are still closing transactions. And that. that's right. That's but right. we actually did list a home today, and um, at, you know, across the country, a lot of brokerages have been in a position where they can actually list a property coming soon. That right. has not been allowed in the Northwest Multiple. Right. So with this little pause that we have, we are going to market. So we're following the rules there. We have a listing. It's uh, it's in Bellevue and it's a beautiful home. Um, we'll feature it a little later, but it's it's going to be coming soon. So no previews, no tours, nothing until um, until the, the ban is lifted. We right. suspect April 6th. It could be later. But um, yeah, yeah it, it, we're using Matterport, which is 3D touring uh, right. software. So people can really get a feel for it. But I suspect, I mean, it's a, it'll be a good home, but I'd be very surprised if somebody bought it without walking through it. Yeah, you know, I've sold homes that I've done, uh, you know, the FaceTime tours with buyers. Mm-hmm. And we may be doing that, although we're banned from uh, no, we can't. going there. We're not supposed to do that. So you better have your uh, tour done. But something, too, that I was thinking about is that we may see, because of that, we may see longer marketing times. Uh, Northwest Multiple Listing Service has decided to suspend the days on market feature in our listings, which frequently, um, I heard that uh, they're they're doing that. They're going to pause it. And the reason is, is it would be to a seller's detriment to see a longer marketing time when the mindset of most buyers and brokers is that the good listings go fast. So if a listing lasts longer on the market, it might be perceived as less desirable. So my understanding is they're completely suspending that feature during the, uh, you know, during our stay at home uh, our, our timeout for reinforcement. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, though, the, 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 the workplace is changing completely. And we've right. got a lot of technologies and tools to help people through it. Um, once uh, once we can show houses, that'll make a difference. Right. right. So I'd agree. like to share some things to do with everybody out there in the final moments. Uh, so Washington, we're ordered to stay at home. Here's some things you can do to pass the time. How about an inside treasure hunt? So you can hide some things around your house for the kids to find and then do a treasure hunt. Yeah, practice for Easter. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> uh, ooh, paper airplane launcher. What is that? Use a chair and elastic band and a paper clip to launch airplanes. Sounds <laughs> like somebody better wear goggles. Yeah, don't poke your eye out. The siblings, uh, yeah. Ooh, this is fun. This is for adults. This is to channel your inner bartender. So instead of sticking the same old drink recipes, challenge yourself with some trickier, more exciting cocktail recipes. I went to a place, it's called uh, Civility and Rest. Yeah. And uh, they take liquid nitrogen oh. and, and then they take vodka and they heat it up with a blowtorch. Yeah. And then they pour that into the liquid nitrogen and it goes everywhere and it's kind of cool. I don't think I'll try that at home. because no, I, I don't think so. Liquid nitrogen is uh, a little uh, challenging to find at home. Well, you want to walk us out here, Brian? You bet. So that concludes the show for this week. I especially want to thank our guests, Susan and Elisa, for taking the time to speak with us today. Thank you all for listening. 
And before we go, in the words of Seth Godin, in a crowded marketplace, fitting in is a failure. In a busy marketplace, not standing out is the same as being invisible. Thanks for listening and stay well. Stay well, folks. Stay well.